hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, your number one technology podcast on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And joining me, as always, is the other bloke talking tech from techguide.com.au. Stephen Fennick, g'day, mate. Hello, Trevor. How's things? Fantastic. Uh, another busy week for technology. Uh, and it's all two, two blokes talking tech. Thanks to Samsung and Netgear. We'll tell you more about them as we go along. Let's get straight into the tech news. Now, Sony put on their showcase uh, last week, you know, looking at everything they've got coming out uh, over the next few months. Uh, some nice new devices, including a bit of hands-on time for the new tablet, mate. That's right, yeah. They they use their Sony sessions. Their Sony Super Sessions, they actually called this yeah. session uh, last week. And it was to mainly introduce, obviously, all the products that are going to be released in the, in the run to Christmas. Uh, and four really stood out for, for my in my mind. The, the, the number one was, finally, we get to see uh, the Sony, their tablet, the Tablet S. And yes, mm. I did get a chance to, to get my hands on it, as the video on my website uh, indicates. And I, I, uh, I really like the fact that it actually stands out a little bit from the sort of the massive Android tablets that we're seeing at the moment on a number of fronts. But first of all, the shape of the device, it looks like a, a folded magazine. It's kind of got that wedge shape yeah. uh, that, that actually sort of helps it rest on its side. You can easily hold it in one hand. Uh, and there are a couple other features too that sort of make it a little bit unique, like it can be used as an infrared remote control as well. And it's also PlayStation certified. Just on the on the shape, that that's kind, of, kind of angled shape, that's great in uh, landscape mode. But in portrait mode, is it uncomfortable? Because you, no, it's see, not, I it's use my iPhone iPad in landscape mode all the time, but you're a bit of a yep. portrait man. Yes, I am, and I think the the tablet S, uh, and whether you hold it in your left hand or your right hand, holding the thickest part in the in your favourite hand, mm. actually gives you a bit. Of, it's like a grip on a camera, you know. It's sort of that yeah, you, yeah. you've got a bit of a a, a more sort of trust. Oh, right. On so, the device. so it's you don't you don't really see it like when you're reading an ebook or something. You're actually holding it in one hand. Absolutely. Well, you think about yourself, you fold over a magazine when you're reading it with one hand or mm. a book or however you want to read a one-handed magazine or book and that, that, that actually, it relates to that shape and that feel. So I, I quite like it and it's functional too because it gives that angle to, for that, if you want that gentle angle to type. Uh, so I think it's, uh, it's got an SD card slot as well uh, and it, it, you, they did a great demonstration where you can control content in your house using the Tablet S. So you can grab content that's on your laptop and steer it towards your television or mm. towards a wireless speaker, which is one of the other products they re- revealed as well, the N300 wireless speaker, which is part of your Wi-Fi network and you mm-hmm. can send content, music to this wireless speaker. Uh, you know, very clever little product. Just back to the tablet, price-wise, it's it's nothing revolutionary, is it? It's it's uh, same, same as, uh, as, as everything else, really, surprise, isn't it? Surprise, surprise, yes. It's mm. exactly the same price as the entry-level uh, iPad, 579 for the 16 gig, 689 the 32 gig. Pre-orders being taken 
at the end of the month with a late October delivery. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, some electronic binoculars. What? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, the they're uh, basically a three D video camera. Right. That that you look through the the these lenses, and not only does it magnify what you're looking at like a p- true pair of binoculars, but it also lets you record. So you can choose to record in two D or three D, uh, depending on your preference there. And it's a clever idea. They're saying it's going to be it's going to change the sport of bird watching, but uh, it, <laughs> it might also be uh, an attractive uh, an attractive product for peeping toms as well. But when you think about it, it's it is really though like i said it's a video camera so i'd i'd really love to take it to the football to try it out and, yeah. and if you did want to uh you know record some of the some of the footage at the game it's such an easy way to hold it obviously in two hands like a pair of binoculars yeah. and whatever you see magnified you can also record so it's pretty cool just on the on the experience though of looking through them you remember the samsung nx10 the the camera that was kind of like a hybrid slr yes it, it didn't you, when you look through the, the the viewfinder you don't look down on the lens you look through a digital uh, it's a digital uh, display uh, showing yeah. a computerized image of what's on the chip. It was it, it's a beautiful camera, but I've never used it with the viewfinder. I always use it like a traditional compact holding it out looking at the thing in the back because I always find looking through the viewfinder I feel it's artificial. So you'd probably get that sensation with the electronic binoculars surely. Yeah, well, well uh, that was the product that they, they actually mentioned uh, to some extent in their presentation, but it actually wasn't it wasn't there to to touch and hold and, and use. It wasn't oh, there yeah. uh, at the at the session. So uh, they they showed us the specs and showed us what it looked like, but uh, we didn't get a chance to hold that one. But well, we should yeah. we could call Sony and say let's get some for the final series. But hey, Souths didn't make it, so blah blah. Well, yeah, thanks. Don't remind me. <laughs> It's all, they'll, it'll be ready for next season, hopefully, yeah. when, when we do go all the way, mate. But Very anyway, the, uh, the other product I thought of at Sony, which I thought was interesting too, was obviously e-readers are a big popular product. Massive. Their new uh, their new Wi-Fi touch uh, reader is uh, builds on the earlier version. It's actually thinner and lighter than than the previous model, the six-inch screen. It's got it's one of the only e-readers that I've found. I've seen a few that, but this has actually got a touch screen, so you, your motion across the screen. You know, to left to right or right to left you know, is like the way you'd physically turn a page on a book anyway. So and like, like what you do in an iPad. That. Like, yeah, so yeah, it's like going to be priced at $179, and that too is going to be available in late October. So the e-reader, Sony Reader, Wi-Fi Touch, and all of those, obviously, the Sony products will be out before Christmas. And uh, there'll be lots of info on all of those at techguide.com.au. Now, uh, BlackBerry, uh, there's two new BlackBerry models that have just been released on the Optus network. About Uh, bloody bloody time. Yes, we've been waiting for these ones, especially you, Trevor. The BlackBerry Bold 9900 uh, and the BlackBerry Torch 9860. Now, I I did a review on Tech Guide uh, today, uh, and I quite, I really like the Bold 9900. It's a much sleeker, uh, slimmer version of an already an already great device that's Mm. got even better. What do you think? Uh, Look, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind, best BlackBerry ever. Um, wow. Not just because it's new, um, because that's kind of what you feel about. Like when the bowl came out, it was the best. When the when the you know, the next bowl, the bowl two or the ninety eight hundred or whatever they called it, you know, nice. But this is this is leaps and bounds ahead, and I kind of get the sense of that's why it's taken so long. There's a couple of things about it. It is fast. It's beautiful, beautifully fast. It has the touch screen. Hello, finally, and the good 
quality but tactile keyboard. Can I just interrupt you there? Just mm. on the touch screen, mm. while it's a great feature, I found it was a bit of a novelty on this device. You don't, you didn't really need it. It's got the great keyboard, the great trackpad. It, it all, all the touch screen allowed you to do was just use rather than using the trackpad, you can just use your finger. Like you can't, you can't dial a number on that screen. You can't use the virtual keyboard. No. I think it's just there for show, Trev. I don't think it's show. I think there are some practicalities, especially in the OS. When you dig deep in the OS, a lot of the settings are much easier to adjust using the touch uh, touch element rather than the trackpad. Yeah. I'm with you, though. It's not it's not mind-blowing stuff. It's just that so- sometimes you just instinctively want to touch the screen. So it, it helps. Uh, it's it's absolutely not the, the make or break. The thing that's make or break about this device is the quality. The, this yeah. is not... when you, The original Bold had a, had a beautiful silver finish around it. It was plastic. When you, when you drop it or scratch it, it just scratched through to black. This one is is like a proper brushed metal, uh, you know, ring around the outside of it. You drop this thing, it's going to chip. It's going to dint, not not scratch. Do you know what it's I mean? Kinda it's kind of got an iPhone feel to it. Eh? That quality that the iPhone exudes, I felt that was the same with the 9900. It's got that gloss front and back panels, the stainless steel brushed metal yep. uh, frame. I think it, just, it does exude that quality, doesn't it? I think they've done a lot with the with the build quality. You know, there's no gaps between between the build of the back and the side, uh, and they've done this kind of thing on the back that looks like carbon fiber. But that's its biggest failing in my mind. It's a beautiful finish, this carbon fiber look, but they've put this gloss over it, so you just get fingerprints all over it. It'd be better if they just made it look like carbon fiber and and be a matte finish. It's my only negative feature of the whole phone. I think it's a and it's. Uh, yeah, I I I, uh, I couldn't find much to fault with this one apart from sort of things like uh, you know flash compatibility and no HDMI out things like that that yep. only real techies would would really pick up on. But if, if you're a diehard BlackBerry user, uh, the the bold is great. It's so thin as well. I'm very yep. impressed by how good it feels in your hands. It's yep. only 10.5 millimeters thick, which is is supermodel thin. So yep. that's uh, that's pretty cool. And but, look, uh, then the only problem is that then at the same time uh, they've released the uh, the ugly sister, the 9860. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's my opinion. Yes. That, the new Torch 9860 is the ugly sister. I, I feel sorry for it because it's a nice device. Full yeah. touch screen, no keyboard. But th- they've gone, well, hang on, the Torch was a nice device. It had that slide-up screen where it had a keyboard. Yep. They've used the Torch name on this full touch screen because, A, because they can't use the Storm name because it's just such a bad name in terms of uh, a touch screen device. So they've yep. had to use the Torch name. But I, I just think that it's it's a it's a decent touchscreen phone, but the keyboard alone, the, the on-screen keyboard, just lets it down. It's just not a very good usable keyboard. Yeah, I agree with you there. And just, just getting back on the whole, the full touchscreen experience and how how br- it's a brave move on BlackBerry's phone. I'm just going to read you my line in my review today. Mm. I, I said the last time there was a BlackBerry that was a full screen, it was called a storm and it was a disaster. <laughs> exactly. But now, I think but it was very brave. Though. You think about what BlackBerry's done here. They've gone a full touchscreen. I quite like the old Torch. It was a little bit chunky because it had the slide-up screen and yep. the keyboard. They, they've obviously ditched the keyboard to make make it a sleeker, thinner device. But Mm -hmm. it was a brave move dropping the feature that you're famous for, don't you think? The physical keyboard is second to none. Oh, of, any, of any the, keyboard on any smartphone. And that's why it makes me say your on-screen keyboard is basically crap. It's it's all yeah, squares it's, it's, and blocks. There's no... The whole... The, BlackBerry made their name with the curve, the original curve. The, the keyboard on that was just so well 
ergonomically designed that even the Nokia ripoffs, you know, that had that same keyboard look, they were never as easy to type on. So why would you come out with a keyboard that is not easy to type on? I think that's a real disappointing thing. I know they have to be in the touchscreen market, but seriously, people, let's just keep building great devices like the Bolds and and the corporate market and and the market that love texting fast. Because mate, I challenge I challenge anyone to type faster on a yeah. on touchscreen than, than on a tactile keyboard. I agree, it was tough, and and I agree with you that the, it was very frustrating to use the the torches virtual keyboard. Um, I found turning it sideways landscape mode that the, the, at least the keys were a bit further apart. It was a little bit easier, still a little bit difficult, but. On the positive side, though, let's look at the uh, what features that I really liked about the Bolt, the, mm. the speed of it. Uh, sorry, the Torch. I quite enjoyed how fast it is, as fast as the Bolt. The camera I was very impressed with. The 5-megapixel camera takes really impressive stills. It's It's got like almost instant shutter response, and it shoots 720p video, which I thought was quite good, and playing them back on the screen, they look great. Multimedia playback on the Torch with the larger screen was quite good, I thought, but the uh, the the keyboard was a bit of a letdown uh, you know if you're a power Blackberry user I don't think you're ever going to move away from a physical keyboard uh, I don't think w- would someone choose this over an iPhone or an Android touchscreen device I'm not sure so I don't know yeah. I, I gave this three and a half out of five on my review and, and the Bold got four out of five. So. Well, the Bold for me is a five out of five. The the Torch doesn't even bother a ranking, unfortunately. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just uh, it's too far down the list of touchscreen phones. I'm sorry. There's too many great HTC, Samsungs, Sonys and Apple that, that yeah. just dominate. And unfortunately, uh, the email alone doesn't save BlackBerry in this case. But anyway, uh, you can read more about those in Stephen's full review at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we don't mind a scoop, I've got to say. Uh, the Vodafone... Oh, bloody oath. Vodafone and Telstra both announced uh, in June or July this year that the HTC Evo 3D, the 3D phone from HTC, would be available through Vodafone and Telstra in September sometime. Uh, but no pricing, no availability. Well, yesterday I was able to confirm that Vodafone will bring the Evo 3D to market on the 14th of September, so just a re- really days away now. It's and um, and yeah. they're going to make it a $15 a month handset fee on the $45 Infinite plan. Uh, or you can get it $0 on a $59 Vodafone cap, you know, both of them over 24 months. Uh, you know, outright it's $849. You're better off just signing up on the on the, on the the uh, Infinite plan, 15 bucks. It's like, you know, half the price to, over, the, over the course of the life. Um, but look, just good to see uh, that... Oh, look, I've been playing with it for a little while. It's heavy, um, but that you get that from a 3D phone, I think, because of the technology in it. Um, it's heavy. It's got a really nice screen. It, it absolutely bollocks all over the uh, LG Optimus 3D, mainly because there are several viewing angles of the 3D. So you can actually sit with two people, or three probably, and, uh-huh. and watch a 3D movie because it's, uh, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's like those, you know, those old cards you get and you, know, you look from different angles. It's a different, uh, different picture. They're well, called lenticular cards, There you go. Lenticular. So this, has got, well, does this mean this has got lenticular lenses in it? Anyway. I'm not exactly sure, um, but uh, essentially, it's, it's been a whole month, I think, since we've seen the HCC phone. It's amazing. <laughs> it is unbelievable. So uh, it'll be released officially uh, and announced officially next week, and Telstra haven't announced their dates, although they have said it'll be available by the end of the month. So uh, you can read my review of the HTC Evo 3D at uh, yourtechlife.com.
And as I said at the start of the show, thanks to the good people at Samsung Smart TVs and Netgear. Netgear, uh, great su- supporters of uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech and, and my other podcast, Your Tech Life. Uh, Netgear, the people you go to for all your networking uh, questions and problems and hardware. Uh, they're available at all good retailers. And uh, whether it's a you know a router for your home, so you want to want to expand your Wi-Fi network or up the Wi-Fi to maybe wireless N, which gives you better speed and better range, or whether you want to connect more devices in your home using your wireless or even Ethernet over Powerline. There's so many different options for networking your home or your office that Netgear have got you covered. Netgear.com.au is the place to go. Check it out. And um, when you buy them, tell someone that you heard about them on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, at the moment in Berlin, there's a huge consumer electronics expo going on called IFA. This is a massive show, quite similar to the consumer electronics show held in Vegas, but obviously being in Berlin, this has got a European flavour. But Samsung took the opportunity uh, at their press conference at IFA to unveil even more tablets. Now, there's a 5.3-inch model and a 7.7-inch model. Just firstly, the 5.3, I called it in my story, I said, look, it's either an overgrown smartphone or a shrunken down tablet but it's according to samsung they feel they're creating a new category of product what have they never heard of this Dell? product the galaxy note because it's it's kind of oh, going to be God. like an electronic notepad because they found their research suggested that still people even though they've got a smartphone a tablet they're still carrying around a pen and a pad so oh, this has got God. a screen a, a, a way to write pretty precisely on the screen it can still make calls so it's a pretty large device it's like holding a cd case up to your head to make a mm. phone call but it's uh all got all the features of a smartphone also the notepad two words dell streak <laughs> i mean hello well, it's not a new category dell streak with a difference yeah but, i mean uh, look it, it's 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 too small to be useful as a tablet and it's too big to be a mobile phone it's just silly uh, you know you know the number one thing you said to me then that that makes me realize how crazy samsung are they did some research. Have you read some of the stuff from Steve Jobs? And this is gonna this is gonna be clear in the book. I reckon when it comes out. He doesn't do research. They don't do focus groups. You know what I mean? They just build the best in 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 products that they would want. They don't just build everything in every size and every shape. I just that's your that's your problem, Samsung. Build build the a couple of great devices and concentrate on. Them. I just. I just think it's silly, five inches. Well, anyway. I'm, I'm curious, actually, about the note. I, uh, I'm one of these people who does carry around a pad and a pen. Maybe my years as a journalist, uh, it's sort of second nature. I take yeah. a pad and a pen with me. But having a device like this that can kind of do all of that for you, I'm curious to try it out. I don't really want to – I've only seen what, what I saw presented at uh, at the show via a live uh, uplink last week. But I'm curious to get the device in my hand. I know it's going to be pretty big and you're going to look like a goose making a phone call on it, but I still want to have a look at it. Well, will they be allowed to sell it? They've got enough restrictions around every well, other product in the, their line range. <laughs> that's right. Well, they introduced the Samsung Galaxy Tab uh, t- 7.7, so it, it's in between the Note and the 10.1, which is mm. still uh, under you know, being disputed by Apple for alleged patent uh, infringements. Now, the minute, uh, like minutes after they invi- unveiled the Galaxy Tab 7.7, which is basically just a shrunken down 10.1, yep. it's quite thin. It's 7.89 millimeters thick, but basically moments after walking off stage and unveiling this product to the world Apple have again stepped in and found that they that they, there is a patent issue with this device as well and as a result Samsung have had to remove the Galaxy Tab 7.7 and any images on their stand uh, because of this dispute uh, it's absolutely classic. Well, we'll keep an eye out for those as they progress along. I'll tell you, mate, about something I saw today which makes me think about the exact same problem, the patent disputes. 
I was at a launch for the new Acer Aspire S3. Now, first and foremost, Acer, seriously, it was a laser lights display and some dude shining lights. It was like, please, just show us the computer. But anyway, the computer is... You're hard to please. Oh, Trevor, mate, you're you're a <laughs> I am very, very boring, I know. Um, the, the computer is called an Ultrabook, okay? So it's not a netbook. It's a new and category, it's not, mate. Yeah, it's a bloody new category. It's just a thin laptop, okay, people? It's 13-inch. You can have i3, i5, i7. Um, they've even got, uh, you know, an SSD uh, option in there. All the kit, but it's going to range between like twelve hundred and nineteen hundred. And let me tell you, looks so like a MacBook Air. Paying more for less, is that yeah. what you're saying, mate? It looks like a MacBook Air. Okay, and there's there's no doubt about it. Okay, it's not it's not just a thin laptop. It's it's got that wedge shape to it. It's everything. Now, uh, Acer today, when they were asked about this, they said, "Oh, well, look, you know, if if Apple, you know, want to want to take us to court, this is not a quote, but if they basically paraphrasing said, if Apple, you know, try to take us to court, then we'll be flattered that you know that that it's such a good product or something like that." Yeah. And you know, in the end, I'm like, it just it is, mate. It's a MacBook Air. Now, his excuse is what I've said to you recently is it's like driving a car. You know, cars have all got four wheels and you know three doors or four, yeah. four doors or whatever. So there is a bit of a bit of play there, but in the end, if there's a confusion in the market, that's where Apple are, what Apple are targeting. But forgetting all that, what what is the deal with companies releasing products competitive to Apple that are more expensive than Apple? Yeah, that is a strange one. I did, uh, although the MacBook Air isn't. Uh, it, it is the MacBook Air is actually more expensive than the MacBook Pros. Remember, so no, you, no, like no, I yeah. said before, you are paying more for less. Now, the the convenience of having a light device comes oh, at absolutely. A cost now. Aces uh, Ultrabook, and we should qualify. We should qualify that what the this new category has suddenly emerged. Uh, these are devices that are, are a certain thickness and, and with a certain size screen. Obviously, no optical drive, so hmm. it's basically a netbook on steroids. That's quite thin. Let's let's face it. Yep. Uh, and and. They've seen through the MacBook Air success, and Acer aren't alone, by the way. There's other companies Toshiba, that are yep. producing them as well. Sony have got their Z as well, so Vio Z. So this has become, as as Apple have done with the iPad, and suddenly tablets were the were the popular product. So now are ultra books, uh, and again, Apple have led the way with the MacBook Air, and and we're seeing a lot of other companies fall in line as well with their own versions. Well, look, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. I'm not sure there is a huge market for it, but uh, it is. Look, don't get me wrong, beautiful looking device they call it instant on so it is you open the thing and it's on in 1.5 seconds so enough time to open the device there's some really great features about it and i wish them all the best i can't wait to play with one because i don't mind my pc usage so it could be the great device to carry around with me it'll be just we have to wait and see what happens with the lawsuits but anyway the acer (laughs) uh aspire s3 the new ultrabook Yeah, Two Blokes Talking Tech has uh, been very well supported by Samsung and their smart TV range. The future of TVs is now with a smart TV, this connected device that's in your lounge room. Let's face it, it's the best monitor in your house is Mm. your smart TV. And just like your smartphones, your smart TV can provide uh, a wide access to and a wide selection of apps that are optimized for your much larger screen. And the Samsung apps, they're growing by the day. There are even more categories to choose from, videos, games, info, lifestyle. It's just growing every day. It just totally changes your TV viewing experience. So there's a lot more to do on your TV rather than just watch your favorite programs. You can use all your favorite apps as well. But apart from that, it's a connected device. So you'll be able to surf the web, call up all your favorite websites without even getting off the couch. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get social, you can hit Twitter, you can hit up Facebook while you're watching your favorite shows. And let's not forget, it's also a 3D television that can not only display true 3D, but also 
do a 2D to 3D conversion mm-hmm. if you want to watch your favourite content. Star Wars will be out on Blu-ray soon. I might try that on the uh, the new Samsung Smart TV. So we'll see what they look like in high def and in 3D. But, uh, you know, the Samsung apps, the web browser, it's all available on the Samsung selected Smart TV models. It's available in plasma, LED, and sizes up to 55 inches. And for more info, go to samsung.com.au slash TV. Now, if somebody told Dyson their products suck, I think they'd take that as a compliment, especially if they're talking about their vacuum cleaners, which we saw last week. Absolutely. These are quality vacuums. They make a whole stack of stuff, but there's no doubt that they would be complimented by the fact that someone says, your products suck. Yeah, well, the, uh, the, we went to their launch last week. They launched two new products, a, a barrel uh, uh, device, a little vacuum cleaner, DC39, and also an upright model. I, I'm a bit a long admirer of Dyson products, and even a vacuum cleaner they can make interesting. Mate, I've got, um, I'll be honest, I've got three. I've got three Dyson vacuum cleaners and one of the, the big fan things, the air multiplier, whatever they call it. Um, so we've got everything. We've got the, the you know the normal vacuum you have you pull around, and, and then we've got one of, their, one of their stick vacuums, which is great as a kind of replacement broom and then we've got a little you know uh, what are they like an old dustbuster style you know which is just a little handheld thing so these are these are the new ball style which basically um, instead of having you know two wheels on the back which sometimes you know get caught on the door or you know you can't turn them very easily the, the ball at the back is the engineering genius here it's still got the same Dyson you know cyclonic vacuum uh, technology but it's the ball at the back that the thing wheels around on that makes it easy to maneuver and, and it's just pure genius well, the ball's not only helping with the maneuverability of the product but it's also got the motor in it, it's got the mm. air, the the air ducts in it. They too even stores the power cord. Now I've got the model before the DC forty one is the upright. Mm. I've got the model that came before that, uh, and it looks like uh, like it, it's as if the new model has been to fat camp. It's lo- it's lost a ton of weight. Yeah. It's a lot sleeker and lighter. There's it's there's a lot less uh, material around the back of the device. It's a lot easier to maneuver around. Yeah. So done a great job with the new products, and even the little the, the barrel vacuum cleaner be a lot easier. How frustrating! is that when you've got the barrel vacuum cleaner trying to pull it behind you and it tips over on its side yeah. and it bumps into the furniture. Not anymore now. More engineering genius from Dyson. Uh, the DC41 is the upright. Um, that's what, about 949 And the DC39 is about $749. Um, you know, they're, they're a pricey vacuum. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I, I've never come across too many people that have Dysons that don't think they are possibly the best vacuum they've used. So it's well worth checking out and doing the old testing store. They're available at all good places. But uh, check them out online. Uh, you've done a full review at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, you love your rugby league a little bit more than me, but I don't mind the game. Um, one thing that <laughs> when I, in my former life, you know, producing the, the, the radio coverage, you know, finals time is a complicated time because there's a lot of questions about the finals format, a lot of statistics to get through. The NRL have announced an app that, uh, that's going to help you out with all that information. Absolutely. This is actually the first official finals iPad app for any major football code. Now, the Telstra Premiership NRL Final Series 2011 official guide. It's the longest named app in the world, by the way, as well. Uh, that's all. That's going to give you all this great information. Now, it's the app is actually a link to uh, like a weekly update. So you download the app, and then each week there's an update of news, uh, head-to-head game previews, picture galleries. It's all there, and it also 
also explains the McIntyre final eight, the top eight system. So if you, you're scratching your head wondering how the McIntyre system works, there's a great illustration. It points out exactly how it functions, who wins, who loses, what what's going to happen. But um, it, it, I was very impressed by the depth of, of the information, uh, the amount the amount of uh, the quality that went into it. it, it it's really suited to the iPad. David Middleton's had a lot to do with it. He's got all the stats and things in there. Um, look, I haven't played with it, I'll be honest, but the only thing I would say is, if is it interactive with regards to that McIntyre system? Because what people love to do, and there's some great websites that normally do it, including the NRL of late, where you can actually say, okay, if this weekend this, this, and this happens, what does next weekend look like? That's the kind of thing that, if it's not in there now, it needs to be in there next year, because that's the kind of thing people love, is is working on what are the outcomes, because it's a very complicated system. But uh, It can be, yeah. But, and, but the weekly updates, hopefully, will we'll point that out and... Uh, uh, you know, if, you, if you want a front row seat to the final series, this is a great way of getting it. Absolutely. It's basically a finals magazine for your iPad, and, but it's a beautiful, a well-presented, and, and just some stunning content. So congratulations to the NRL on that one. Uh, the NRL's finals app, just probably type Telstra NRL finals, don't type the whole thing, <laughs> and you'll find it at the App Store from iTunes. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we've spoken a lot about 3D TVs uh, this year, mm-hmm. Trevor, and uh, Toshiba has used the E-First show that we mentioned earlier to unveil their latest product, which is a 55-inch 3D TV that, wait for it, does not require 3D glasses. You know, that's, I mean, it's impressive, and I like the concept, and and we know it can be done, because we've seen the Nintendo 3DS, we've seen the LG Optimus 3D, and we've, we've seen the HTC Evo 3D, which we talked about earlier. It can be done, but but the question is the quality and the viewing experience for more than one person, even one person, because often you just tilt your head to the side, and, and you're off a bit angle, so it's, yeah, it's I think it's just, I think it's a stunt, I think it's a very, very smart stunt, because Toshiba mm-hmm. like to think of, of themselves as the people that introduce technologies, like DVD and things like that, so I think it's good that they're the first people to market with a glassesless 3D, but um, it's a long way before we see a 50-inch uh, glassesless 3D that, that is a really good experience for the viewer. But- there is a bit of technology behind it, though. They've they've actually sort of they've said that the up to nine people can be at various angles in the room and still experience yep. the 3D. Now, what they've done, they've they've done a few things. So they've created these tiny lenses that direct images to each of the people in yeah. the room. So it's give you a lot, left image, right image, so that your brain put processes that to become your 3D. Uh, but also it's got face tracking software apparently so it can locate the viewer's positions in the room so it knows exactly where to aim those left and right images. But How big is it? I think, uh, but without glasses, one problem is that you lose a little bit of resolution so to mm. compensate for that, they've actually doubled the resolution of double full HD which is 3840 by 2160 which is kind of like having four full HD TVs TV arranged side. two by two on top of each other. So as you're viewing it without the glasses and the resolution comes down, at least it's going to come down to full HD. How big is it? 55 inches. Okay, 55 and inches. And it's not cheap either. It's it's valued. It's going to be released in Germany for about 8,000 euros, which equates to around 11,000 Australian dollars. So I'd like to try it in the store before I lay down my 11,000. Oh, well, let's let's just organise to have one put in the techguide.com.au home theatre and we'll uh, we'll get nine people in to check those viewing angles. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a deal. All right. It's, a, it's an expensive one, but a great advancing technology and I look forward to seeing it myself. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long 
That's us for another week. Thanks to Netgear and Samsung. Uh, your feedback and comments are welcome at twoblokestalkingtech.com. You can download every week from iTunes or the website, twoblokestalkingtech.com. You can find everything I do at yourtechlife.com, weekly podcast, your questions and, and problems about technology. And you can find everything Stephen does, uh, including great reviews and, uh, and well-read reviews at techguide.com.au. Thank you, mate. Thank you. It's been another big week, Trevor. Looking forward to next week already. Talk to you next week for episode 29. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.